up to negative 328 degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh, woof. Wow. That's cold. That's double cold. cold. Double cold? Yeah, that's double cold because in Celsius, it's negative 200. Okay, yes. It's pretty cold. cold. It's double cold. That's a... It's a measurement of... It's a unit of measurement. Scientific unit. (laughs) I have a bachelor's of arts. Leave me alone. (laughs) You're tuned into the GoCast podcast. Your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. A shadow looms. Keep closed. 108 inside. The first rule of Go Battle League is... Well, we're not sure yet. Ferocious fun is dead ahead. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to episode 68 of the GoCast podcast. It's October 22nd, yet another Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris. This week, I'm joined by Kyle. Hiya. And two very special guests, the twins, the guys, the the founding members and current members, I suppose. It's, I mean, it's not like you handed off the show, but that's not true. Of Pokemon Go Radio, Salt and Nar. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, what's going on? Hey, everybody. Feels good. Getting the GoCast yeah. love. We actually are in the process of expediting all of the work of our show to other people. So, oh, okay. <laughs> when when is the last the last step? The last piece of the puzzle is is the personality, right? It's- we just yeah, we just need to get to two hundred episodes so that people can just digitally reconstruct all of the things we've ever had to say and just edit that together. <laughs> sure. I mean, and you, this is the test run of the AI, right? So we might run into some walls here. Um, with this program yeah, but we'll luckily see. we are we don't say smart things so the computer should have a really good time just replicating uh whatever value we add to the conversation so no big deal there but it's good to be here <laughs> awesome well thank you two so much for joining us tonight it's exciting to have you both here if i recall it was on your show a while ago yeah two I months maybe so was it two months ago i think it was longer than that i'm not entirely sure there's no way to know we don't write anything down we don't keep records for tax purposes. Right, exactly. It's there true. you go. If they come a knocking, sorry, shrug. That's how it works. Uh, we'll get to know the two of you and your show a little bit better in just a minute here. But first and foremost, a big shout out and thank you to our brand new patrons, Wayne and Bo. Thank you two so very much. We hope you're enjoying the Discord. Bo just joined today, like hours before recording. So in the nick of time, as it were. Thanks, Thanks so much, guys. Okay, so before we hop into everything, I, we got to do some accountability because it's what we do here. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, your goals for this past week. Let's see if you did any of them, if not all of them. Did you finish your Sinister Cup team? I hope so because that started today. I did. I did. It was not exactly to my liking, but it was the best I can do with how much Stardust I had. Okay. Well, wait, how much Stardust do you have right now? 30,000. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's like zero i had three hundred thousand yesterday so dang my reaction would be no different <laughs> you bet it all on black it's like let it ride we'll just uh <laughs> fall over and puke a little bit in our mouths okay other than that did you catch your shiny you mask no i tried really hard i've caught many you masks but no shiny 
Bummer and a half. What about finishing your Jirachi research? You had to do the seven stops, right? Did you yes, manage to keep I your... Did, I okay. did finish the Jirachi research, thankfully. Good, good. Okay, so two out of three, that's enough. Nice job. Okay. For myself, shiny you mask. I didn't try hard and I didn't get one because I stink. Mm. Good, I'd be upset. <laughs> Litwick did get that because they're giving them out for free now, apparently. Spooky message 2019. I finished it in less than 48 hours. So that's all finished in finangled. Great. We'll talk more about goals at the end of the show. As we do, good to know Kyle and I are both brothers in failure. It's the journey that was the real friendship along the way. <laughs> that's, the journey. You know, that's what the Pokemon failure. that's the uh the sad story Pokemon's been trying to sell me this entire time. I don't know if I buy it. Pretty much the only theme. They just really double down on that one. It's the journey. <laughs> as Ash just fails over and over again. Right not anymore <laughs> though. Don't worry, not anymore. Yeah, that's true. He's a winner now. Kyle, how did your Unova medal go? Did you hit your 27 you said you were trying to hit? I did. I okay. believe I'm at 30. Okay. All right. Ooh. I'm also at 30. What about you, Salt and Nar? How are your guys' new Unova medal going so far? I am at 27. Oh, little tie there. I told you, Salt, that I was going to keep climbing this week, and I was frantically during the first part of the show when I read ahead in the notes and was like, oh, we're about to get called to the altar i started evolving things and now i'm also at 27 <laughs> it's not official so, it's nice official. nice been a good day but yeah we got a little contest brewing up on our show and i'm gonna tell you salt it's uh it's not gonna be good news for you this weekend you better you better get good because i'm coming for you Uh-oh. about time okay well we'll have to we'll have to tune in and speaking of your show i think it's about that time we get to know the two of you a little bit better before we hop into all this exciting news and stuff okay so first and foremost who, who are the two of you? Why don't we have Nargo first? Ooh, I'm about uh, 5'10", which okay. is just slightly taller than Salt, and that's my entire personality. Okay. <laughs> what are you wearing? Uh, <laughs> just a real baggy maroon shirt and a bunch of sawdust. Um, so <laughs> my, my background with the game is, it's kind of weird. I loved the Pokemon games originally, played them obsessively. The two of us would like sit there and watch the other one play. That's how ridiculous we were. And then, you know, a couple of generations into it, still going hard. And then I found out uh, when high school hit and Gen 3 rolled around that the girls were not into Pokemon. And so I left those childhood things behind. Sad. They were dark times. Very dark. And just kind of parted ways with Pokemon. Still, you know, kind of kept up with it, but didn't play any of the games. And then Salt texted me in 2016 and was like, hey, this Pokemon Go thing is coming out. I walked into my backyard. I caught a Doduo. And I got it bad. I got bone deep hooked. I was like, this is my... This is my new lifestyle now. We're going to go for it. And we haven't looked back since, man. 165 episodes into it. And I'm loving every minute of it. It's just been it's been a whirlwind, but it's been so much fun. Okay, so am, am I pr- properly and correctly deducing that after you stopped playing Pokemon in high school during that period, you didn't hear from your brother until 2016? <laughs> you are correct. That's what I said, yeah. We were estranged. Uh, salt was taken. He had to marry a sheik. Uh, Salt, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> In depth. No, I uh, I continued to play Pokemon, and that's pretty much my whole personality. No, I, uh, the first time Nar and I played Pokemon, we were, I think, nine years old, and we sat down to play Generation 1 Red version on the Super Nintendo, and it was like 1998. And we played for... With a cartridge that plugged into the cartridge. It was great. Yeah, for five hours straight. I don't even think we took a bathroom break. Yeah. And oh my gosh. ever since that wow. day... I picked- 
embarrass myself. I loved. We wore we wore very large diapers, large child diapers or small adult diapers. Either would work back then. Just tub, uh, tie like a tub to to your waist, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a mop. But the uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've just been in love with Pokemon. I've played all the generations. I've never been a competitive battler, but I always buy the new generations. It was no no small thing for me to get involved with Pokemon Go, and then for just the what what we call it like the what's the word you always use ours like the the fulfillment of the fantasy of pokemon of going around and playing yeah. pokemon in the real world it's just it's incredible i've wanted it to be real since i was 10 years old and here we are wait i mean i suppose this is this is close to real but i don't know about real real i mean wait, uh, nar assured me they're real know? oh okay yeah well, they're real they're real in your heart salt and when you transfer them they die so <laughs> oh god Yikes. be careful by that storage Okay, so the two of you have your weekly podcast, and I'm assuming that if you're listening to GoCast, you've probably heard of Pokemon Go Radio. We've referred to it a number of times, but now from uh, the I horses... don't know, we keep it pretty well hidden. Oh, do you, you do? Oh my gosh, you gotta, you gotta yeah. work on that SEO, guys. You really, I mean... Step on. one, find out what that is. Ooh, we just went with a rhyme scheme. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote that down right, Salt? I did. You got that? We're not, the, we're not the best tweeters or the best... Uh, the best social mediators or anything like that, but we figured out, as you know, the absolute MC Escher painting hellscape nightmare that it is to actually get podcast number one up on the air. That's a that's a crazy process. But podcast number two was pretty easy, and we just did it. We recorded it, and it was a weird thing that I remember watching people download the episode, thinking like literally zero people would ever listen to this. And then the numbers started to tick up, and I started to get a little nervous. I was like, uh, I texted Kyle, and I was like, I, I think we're going to have to do this. Like, this is going to have to happen now. We're going to have to keep going. And, yeah, it's been three years. We've been doing this for over three years. It's crazy. It is. Hardly yeah. ever miss a show. Yeah, it's been three years, and by all accounts, I mean, if you look on iTunes, if you look pretty much anywhere and you search for Pokemon Go Podcasts, you two have the most popular show out of a, it's not even really that saturated of a market, I'd say, to be very honest with you, because there's a lot of rotating shows that come in and out. For as popular of a game as this is, I am often surprised that there's not, I know there's a lot, but there's there's not even more podcasts, because there's so much stuff to talk about, there's so many different ways to take on the game. It Yeah, it's it's really cool to see the other podcasts come up and, and do things, and that kind of leads us to the Mareep Up, uh, and that whole community that we're, that we've got going on, it's just... It's a really good thing. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you dig into your community a little bit? Because if I was to say, uh, from an outside perspective, what is one of the differentials between your show and say like ours or like a Lured Up or any other Pokemon Go podcast, it's definitely the community that you guys have built and your engagement with them, right? It was a really big deal for us when we first started. We wanted to make sure like we, it was always, hey, if you send us an email, like we're real people. We are, we are not some unaccessible people that exist in the radio you could just email us and we'll talk to you we always wanted our show to be like that and we never obviously got like youtube famous or or huge or anything like that but it was just a big thing for us to be able to just interact with people and talk with them and i remember like starting out people were oh my you know you emailing us back and i'm like of course like I, we're, we want to talk to you we want to we want to be excited with you and that i think helped that early community because people started emailing us on the regular we were responding we developed like friendships and then fast forward was it year and a half in nar terry wolf was like you guys should start a discord we're okay we need to learn what that is 
And then we started this Discord, and then it's just we don't run the Discord. Our people run Discord for like we're just there to participate. We are we are sideshows in our own Discord. People, there are way better, cooler, more interesting, more talented, more plugged in people in our Discord than we are. And I think that's part of it. It's just sort of this positive feedback loop of people getting in there, getting more excited, getting involved with the tournament, having challenges, community day discussions. And it just sort of makes you excited when you read it and those kinds of comments to get out and play. I think the first time like it was real to me that there was like a the, a wider family and then also the other podcasts was the first time we went to Chicago for GoFest and we had the quote unquote Mareep up where we just went to a bar and all, you know, all these people showed up and it was this, you know, slapdash kind of thing, but it was like, Oh my God, there are real people here and we're really talking to them. And, and it's not just a bunch of tweets and iTunes reviews. Like it's, it's real. And like salt said, like that just made it so much more awesome. And then the second year we met you for the first time in Chicago. And then yeah. you guys had it again this year. Unfortunately, we couldn't be there for that one. That's just the coolest thing to me. It's that there's, there's this podcast fam out there that's just into talking Pokemon Go. And uh, yeah, it's just it got me all positive. Yeah, and I, I have to say the first time that I met you guys, we had one show out before we went out to the Marip Up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think I ran into I actually ran into Terry Wolf first and then he introduced me to Salt. And then Salt was like, oh, my gosh, Chris from the GoCast. Oh, yeah, because I had emailed you guys earlier. It's like, hey, if you need a local scout for locations, I literally live here, so let me know. And you're like, oh, hey. And you talked to me like we were, like, old friends. And this is the first time we'd met in person, and we had just, like, communicated probably, like, twice via email. Very cursory. And I just think that that was – that's so – pokemon go to me you know what i mean like that experience right there kind of encapsulates my entire experience with the game and i think that the two of you really embody it so well and that's one of the reasons i was excited that's why it was so nice (laughs) but that is also very pokemon go you know i mean that's true too i'll say that you know every time a new show pops up and you were one show in we're just like you know we have this sort of like mental checklist like i wonder if they'll be here in a month and then after talking to you for about five seconds i was like no chris is in it for the long haul this is really happening these guys are really cool. Uh, there was no doubt in my mind that you would keep doing it and that your show would be as successful as it is because you're just, you're just a cool guy. You guys, the whole thing is just, it's good over here. You know, we, we listen to the show and it's just, it's just something that's good. You know, you think you'd get sick of it and I just don't. I just listen to, I like have a rotating spectrum of Pokemon Go podcasts and I'm like, oh, that's going on with, with these guys over here. And then I pop over to the Go cast. I'm like, oh, this is going on over here. Even the OG Go cast. Those crazy people. Oh man, uh, rest listening in to their peace. Shows. That genius. Yeah, R.I.P. Those. Oh, they were the Andy Kaufman people. of Pokemon Go casts. <laughs> like, <laughs> they left the world behind. But yeah, like that. That whole thing is just—it's fun, and it's just neat that. And I'm, I'm so glad that you were on our show. You'll be on our show again, and we'll just you know keep the revolving door going until John Hankey turns out the lights. I'll have to write a, a very stern email to John Hankey that. He'll have to like just start making public announcements at least monthly, so we can still have our shows and have something to talk about. You know, They're just like he just comes out on the balcony with a scroll. He just declares. <laughs> He's just very just clearly vague. making stuff up. Yeah. Well, speaking of, we'll talk about making stuff up, but like Professor Willow's weird blog post is a pretty good example. Of I refuse to call it anything but Professor did. Willow's Zanga post. All right, we'll get to that in in a little bit here, uh, but. Before we before we continue, if you guys uh, like what you hear, before we get into the news, uh, please go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes and or Stitcher. And please, of course, we'll do all the plugs and stuff for Pokemon Go Radio. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say right here, it would behoove you, 
greatly to Ooh. go listen to their show. It really, really would. I listen weekly and I get so much joy out of it. Please, let's have stuff to talk about. Go listen to them so we can talk about how great their show is. Okay, on to the news. All right, first things first, it's kind of like exciting, uh, but also like, okay, at the same time. Fully evolved Generation 3 Pokemon are in the wild. Uh, this information is coming from GoHub and Reddit. Like all good information comes from. It's like one <laughs> step up from Wikipedia because it's like more organic. You know what I mean? Just like in the moment. I trust uh -huh. Wikipedia more, to be honest with you. Do you really? Okay, well, that's fair enough. Oh, no um, question. There are adults in Wikipedia. <laughs> There's no adults on Reddit? No. I'm on Reddit. Uh, all right, so. My point. You're a man child. <laughs> yeah, like that's, me. that's not can't wrong. Can't be trusted. I, I can't disagree with that. Uh, so the list includes of these fully evolved Generation 3 Pokemon in the wild that were not there before, to be clear. Sceptile, Blaziken, Swampert, the starters. Agron. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Salamence, Slacking, Ludicolo, Exploud, Shiftry, Manectric, Flygon, and, and Metagross. Uh, and usually when this happens, it kind of means that they're signaling the end of exclusivity or rarity of those Pokemon. So, you know, we had Beldum Community Day this past year. Metagross is in there. We've seen all of the starters. So, of course, it's exciting to see them out now. But those Community Days are behind us and so forth. And really, the, the, the shining light here is that we've now ruled out, in my mind at least, the possibility of an Aeron Community Day. Thank John Hankey. <laughs> Thank you so much. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> Did you want an Aaron? Give that metal triceratops. Well, I was going to say, that's be, it's interesting because shiny Aaron, as we all know, does not exist. That's true. Uh, uh, I definitely I've, have I've one. Reports. Nope. Uh, I, like I have four, four. So yeah, we both nope. have four. They will not stop My showing Aaron up for has me. Been, he has got some bloodshot <laughs> eyes. He needs the Visine. He's real. Don't know what to tell you, Salt. He's, he's real as like the streetwise real, but also like existentially real. Ooh. He reads he reads infinite jests. Don't worry about it. Um <laughs> what would you guys out of this list out of this list, what would you want to see pop up in the wild? Hmm. Salamance. Yeah, Salamance, okay. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Give him a little belly scratch. <laughs> it's just it's so cool. Like who doesn't want to see a dragon just spawn on the map? I actually for some of these I was like, wait a second, Expeloud is not in and I was like, Oh yeah, I guess not. It just some of them I didn't even think about. But for sure, the set, the starters. Manetric was the one where I was like, "Are you sure that's not already okay? Okay, I guess I thought that was here the whole time." Yeah, I thought so too, but I, I guess not. I think if I saw a flygon on the wild, I'd probably be the most excited out of all of these. <laughs> to be very honest, Metagross would also be like, "Oh, cool!" But if you're lucky enough to get one of the Gen Three starters fully evolved in the wild, I think it should come with a Community Day move. How fun would that be? Oh, that would actually be a really like great extra hunt. That'd be a really great way of like rolling out the community day moves again. Like it happens, it can happen. The possibility is there, but it's really, really rare. It would you'd see like a lot that. of scurry in people's local communities. Like, oh my god, at the community center, there's a Blaziken. Exactly. Like, oh, swamper alert! Let's go. <laughs> do you type that alert. noise? No, you do. Yeah, you do. You do. You know, colon horn colon <laughs> three times. Yeah, we were having fun with the 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 text based stuff earlier. Um, no one said Agron. How are you going to raid? It's always recommended, you know? Not for it's me. True. My Agron is like 300 CP. Yep, throw them in there. One thing for me with this is that doesn't make it as exciting is this whole list, I think 12 of these... Uh, Eight, nine of these uh, 12 can be shiny? No way, there, no. There are L. There's and L amount of them. I Look, I can't... I'm not doing the math in my head. A majority can be shiny... <laughs> 
when you find their first stage and the third stage can't be shiny. Mm. So like that is odd. It's, you know, that's the thing with the whole game. Evolutions can't be shiny unless, you know, mm. specified, like, specifically. It was that Nitto Queen one time. Yeah, exactly. There was yeah. that. And, you know, when they did the raid that, days. It's very rare. And it's just like, it would be so much cooler if they could be. I agree. That's, I mean, it's all. a one in 500 chance anyway. What's the what's the odds that you're going to get a fully evolved shiny? Just let it happen. Give it to us. Why not? Yeah, just make it more exciting. If I'm going to see an aggro in the wild, give me a reason to be excited about it, I guess. Although, if I'm lying to myself if I said that I wouldn't catch it because that's just good stardust. It's true. Oh, yeah. I'd hug some balls. Yeah, absolutely. So that's exciting. Cool, cool, cool. Let's move on to something that is also kind of uh, cool, but okay. At the same time, Spooky Message 2019. Spooky. Do you like the Halloween puns? Yeah, they're going to get into that. Oh, geez. Mm. Let's go into that. Is it going to be under the radar like it is with your show? Am I going to have to go back fight and about it. for it? Oh, I hate Halloween No, puns. please don't. <laughs> uh, so Spooky Message 2019 is out and about. In some cases, we have it finished already. It is the same text and premise as it was last year, but the rewards have been switched up. If you are sensitive to spoilers, I'm not going to tell you how long this is going to take. You're just going to have to suck it up, I guess. Okay. Stage one of three is comprised of catch 10 ghost type Pokemon, which gives you a Litwick, which is awesome. Woo. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. I don't think I would have is ever that your gotten first one. Litwick? That was my first Litwick. Yes, it was. Like, I just randomly got one before that, and then I got the second one. I think this is going to be like 90% of people's first Litwick, and then yep. they could walk it. That's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. They make eight great throws, uh, 1080 XP. Uh, and then use 108 berries to help catch Pokemon. It gets you a Sableye. Now, I want to pause for Ugh. a minute. Now, there's a lot of people that were saying, hey, use 108 berries to help catch Pokemon is a lot of work. And I would respectfully disagree, but I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Kyle, you moaned. So <laughs> why don't you go ahead? So I don't think it's necessarily a lot of work. I mean, I think objectively it, it sort of is, but it's just tedious. That's the thing that that got me. I still did it in a matter of, you know, two hours, something like that. But click on a Pokemon, throw berry. And if you're not going to catch it, you can leave. And it just was annoying more than anything for me. I kind of wish it overlapped with Community Day because I'm already throwing the pineapps out anyway. So mm -hmm. they would have been a little less tedious. I, I agree that it's tedious, but I don't mind the grind. I want special research to kind of be a little bit of an effort. And I felt like every time I did that or every time I caught one of those 108 Pokemon for the uh, later step, uh, step two or whatever, I felt like I was making a little progress. Like it gave me an extra incentive to go out and play for an hour. So I like that. I didn't expect the surprise. I didn't expect the prizes to be mixed up at all. Yeah. So when I got that Litwick, I was like, "Oh, dip." Yeah. I was really happy. Tell about me that. about it. Like I was, I was ready for it to be the same as last year, and that was going to be okay as far as I was concerned. But it was a nice surprise. Also, I think we're also coming. You know, anybody that started after last year, there's no way for them to get a spirit tomb, so they're probably pretty psyched about this. That's a good point. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, speaking of spirit tomb, stage two, three. Uh, this was comprised of three things as well. The first one was catch ten dark type Pokemon that give you a uh, Yum Mask, which was released during this nice. event. They're out in force. It's a cool, cool Pokemon. And then there was spin eight Pokestops you haven't visited before, which gave you uh, ten eighty experience. Now, this is the one that I think peeved off hardcore players. Mm. Uh, you know, if you're the sort of player that plays a lot, eight Pokestops you haven't visited before, 
you, a lot of those people will go out and spin all the stops that they can feasibly get to. So this is the the idea is to get you up and out and going as the game is founded upon that principle. But at the same time, it kind of gives a block for people that are in rural communities and have an access to a lot of new stops or people that play so much that they have spun everything in a 12 mile radius around them. Did any of the three of you have any issue completing this? No, but I just moved to a new town. I was going to say, I'm kind of in that boat where I have done just about everything in a 12 mile radius. Luckily, like I'm in a big city, so it is very easy for me just to go to a new park or something, but I'm going to have to actually like intentionally go somewhere new. And maybe that's not a bad thing. At least I do have that option. Uh, but I, I do feel for the people that are out in, you know, rural Kansas or something like that, where they're just like, F, I don't know when I'm going to finish this. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle, did you finish this one up? How far are you in this? I did. It wasn't it wasn't too big a deal for me. I just went to uh, a mall that I don't normally stop to play at because it doesn't make sense to, but I knew it had stops. I can totally see why people are upset about this one, especially this late into the game's life. But I think they should have put a grind option in substitution for people who wanted to. Oh, sure. Like you know, spin instead 15. of spin. Yeah. yeah. Instead of spin eight unique new ones, spin 50 Pokestops or, you know, something like that. So you could do that or just have like, you know, get 100 points and new stops count for more. Yeah. So any 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 feature like that, that like gives somebody an option when they can't do the the, the default way. Do the do either of the two of you, Salt and R, uh, play Destiny? I think I remember you guys talking about that from time to time on your show, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I just bought Shadow Keep. Oh, good. Uh, Salt, you need to get in there. I, I also do. bought Shadow Keep like three days ago. <laughs> okay, are you on uh, PS4? What are you on? No PC. Ah, uh, dang. I hear it's better on PC. Uh, I don't know how yeah, to go. I'm not going to argue with that one. Uh, we could talk Destiny after the show, but I mean, I think that 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 concept of you get bonus points if they're unique is something that Destiny does really well. It's like you generate points yep. by doing these things, but if you do these particular types of things that fall underneath that category that are more difficult, it'll generate more points towards your overall progress. I think that model is is so smart. But regardless of how anybody feels about the eight Pokestops you haven't visited before, even if you are in a rural place and there's not a Pokestop for 50 miles from you, you can still get Spiritomb because Spiritomb is on the third task of this stage, which is catch 108 Pokemon. And that gives you Spiritomb. Again, kind of a grind, although, I mean, it's like it's like what you were doing with the 108 berries, except you're not expending berries per se. This is a lot of people's second Spiritomb, another shot at one that isn't 10-10-10 if you're as unlucky as I was last year. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Oh, the J level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bad. I don't really have a use for Spiritomb. I know he's pretty good at PvP, and some people just like him because he's exclusive. Is there any love for Spiritomb here amongst my peers? Uh, he's a spooky. He's a spooky boy. I can tell you that. He kind of freaks me out a little bit. I want to use him, but I don't know where. Or if I'd ever invest that much Stardust and and also rare candy it would take to actually power him up oh, for the for Great sure, League. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely not walking him. He's he's cool. There's no doubt about that. But I don't know. Not going to really be a factor for the Sinister Cup. I don't know of a meta where... Can't be a factor. He's banned. He's Oh, that's right. Yeah, for sure. Not going to be a factor at all. Dark. Yeah. Yep. And then, I, I don't know. I want to use him, but I haven't actually played with him. I've actually never fought a single battle... Of any kind, PVE or PVP with Spiritomb. I couldn't even tell you what moves he has, honestly. <laughs> uh, I, I think he's got the, the basic, you know, Ghost Fair. But but even in, like, the main series games or the Game Boy games, I don't think I ever 
used a spirit tomb and I, I don't even have a memory of encountering one. I think there was a special something you had to do. Kyle, do, do you know? That seems like something I, you would know. I do not. Unfortunately, okay. it was too long ago and I just, yeah. didn't, I didn't care at the time. Uh, the, you know, there's a, there's a specific way you make the encounter. I just looked it up and this is, this is for um, Omega Rufy and Alpha Sapphire though. After dealing with the ancient Pokemon, the cave of origin return to see Mauville to deal with more optional quests. So it's not on the main, the main path. So the fact that I don't have any recollection of him is probably because I didn't, I couldn't be bothered to do this when I played through those games. You have to like surf and dive and like find a keystone and then yeah. you have to open up a menu, exit back out. And then you see a spirit. To- wow. That's really convoluted. My goodness. Um, but Jeez. Ruby and Sapphire was filled with that kind of stuff. Not going to lie. It really was, especially with the legendaries. They're just like random stuff. Yeah. I mean, I I love that stuff, but at the same time, like, I don't know. As a kid, I don't think I would have been up for (laughs) up for that. Anyway, uh, speaking of Halloween stuff. Oh, I I suppose we should finish this out. Stage three of three. They're they're automatically completed. You just gained a bunch of like experience and stuff. It's, It's nice. You also get extra spirit tomb candy at the end. So you don't have to dump as much rare candy into it if you want to make it viable for uh, viable for Great League. Uh, but uh, you probably would still have to. So keep that in mind before you dump all that stardust into that guy. Uh, but speaking of Halloween stuff, we talked about the Halloween event last week. But with it came some new research tasks and some new raid bosses in each of the tiers. Here are the Halloween research tasks. All of them are prefaced with Halloween. Uh, I won't say that every time now because I don't want to hate the word Halloween by the time we're done here today. No. (laughs) Catch five ghastly or Shuppet. That gives you a Sneasel. Catch 10 ghost type Pokemon. That's a thousand Stardust. Evolve three Drifloon or Stunky. One rare candy. Make three excellent throws in a row. Gets you a Golette, which a lot of people were saying was the first time they were motivated to actually do this task without just throwing it out right away. Uh, defeat a team go rocket grunt gets you your mask take five snapshots of a ghost type pokemon is sableye friendly reminder that you can just hop into go snapshot and take five of the same one in rapid fire exit out and get credit for all five for that quest right away um now the question i have for the three of you is are any of these the sort of task that you would if it was mentioned in your discord that you would run out the door and go do right now nar why don't you start gullet 100 percent. that's easy for me i don't have a gullet i am not the most accurate thrower so i would have to really work for that but it would be worth it i've been looking uh but i haven't seen anything posted yet so i don't know if i'm missing it or no one's found it yet but uh i'm really looking for that one yeah that that's gonna be it for me i also like you because of the shiny opportunity but for sure the gullet when i'm getting outdoors for that definitely kyle let me guess also go let I mean, I'm going to say yes, but only because I don't have one yet. Okay. But like in in the grand scheme of things, that's not a, that's not a research I'm going to do. Right. I was about to say, I'm, I'm sure that if you had one, that the value or investment of time of doing the three excellent throws in the row is probably not worth the frustration it might <laughs> give you. <laughs> Let me just say it would be an interesting field research if there was stuff that you could farm it on right now like common like sure. the raid boss dark rye he's not like a super easy excellent throw he's no grout on he moves a lot the special research box is still ev so you can't just farm it there on whatever legendary can't run away from you right you know this event doesn't have any big bulky pokemon as part of its 
boosted spawns. So Pouring it's just like for a boy Wilmer. Yeah, it's just it's it's kind of frustrating. So if I run across this as my right re- with my regular play, I will keep it until I get the goalette. But I'm not gonna go out for, to like go out if somebody declares where it is. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Golette's probably the most exciting one here for me as well. I mean, we have Tauros. I'm pretty good for some reason at getting excellent throws on Tauros if I can find one. <laughs> uh, with all these these ghost spawns, they're they're kind of few and far between. But I would probably hold on to that task for a while. I would instantly throw out the Evolve Three Drifloon or Stunky for one rare candy. To me, that is not worth the uh just staring at my screen for that no, i did one of those 150 uh, candy i did one rare guess. candy yeah yeah no thank you all right so before we get into the raid bosses really quick because kyle reminded me because he said research breakthrough box there are new boxes for sale in the shop as well and normally we do a breakdown and we talk about them and even after we do the breakdown sometime i'll be like hey don't buy them i'm gonna save you the trouble i'm not even going to talk about the breakdowns do not buy them they have they have max revives and pineapp berries in them. Uh, no, <laughs> you mean the stuff what? I throw away? Right. Yeah. What? What? Come on. I mean, I, I ran out of incubators. And I was so excited, and I think that's it. I think they know people are going to buy them anyway. Um, and so you know, and pineapp berries are, are are fun for people that might not have a stash of them if you're not so great at doing gifts or you don't play very often or whatever. But I don't know. It just it's just it was so offensive to me that I, I took your usual perspective, Kyle. And I said, no, I'll, I'll wait. I don't need this. I'll just hold on. Thank you so much. But raid bosses. Let's talk about those in tier one, the costume Pokemon that we talked about last time, uh, costumed Bulbasaur, Squirtle and Charmander. Adorable. Yeah. <laughs> They're really, really great. Which yes. one of the three is your favorite in our, uh, it's gotta be Charmander with the Cubone hat really? because it's adorable, but it's also very dark. Ooh. It's like a, troll in a cubone it's like haha your mom's dead now i'm wearing her hat haha that's what charmander's saying i heard some, he's saying uh, it with a smile i there. heard some dissent in the ranks salt do you have a different one i i thought for sure nar would pick squirtle top hat that's pretty dope but you got to give it up to the good troll so fire lizard gets it from me that's true uh in addition to those three there's also drifloon mischievous and clink and reminder that all of those including the costume book bun do have a shiny chance uh, reports have been that the costumed starters have been kind of few and far between more rare for the tier one spawns, but it is like a one in 25 chance for shiny. So maybe that's the the reason. Also, they cannot evolve. So don't catch that Charmander thinking you'd have like a sweet skull headed, you know, metal Greymon uh, Charizard. That'd be pretty cool. Deep but- cut nerd. Why did you even put that in the world? Now I want that. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll edit it out, and it's like it never happened. You can just forget about it, okay? Wait, right. my favorite is Ninja Bulbasaur because it's like, come on, Bulbasaur. You, no, that you're not a the ninja. Worst. What are you kidding? <laughs> so bad. Sneaking up on anybody. <laughs> if Bulbasaur was a human and went to college, he would be doing the Naruto run. Like, let's be clear, he'd be one of those. People. Yeah, just, but he'd be a, he'd be a bigger fella. Just dragging its belly on the floor, even while it's trying to sneak. You just hear like a shuffling sound. <laughs> just don't stick Bulba- Bulbasaur propaganda Twitter account on me. I'm a Bulbasaur apologist till the day I die. All right, so that's tier one. Uh, tier two, we got Mawile, Sneasel, Yamask, and Sableye. All f- uh, four of those can also be shiny. That's pretty cool. In tier three, much to my chagrin, Granbull comes again. <laughs> Uh, Sharpedo, Skuntank, Gengar, and Alolan Raichu. Gosh darn it, I dislike Granbull 
with the might of a thousand suns. I wanna, I wanna just, I wanna just put in here because Chris and I had a conversation after oh, last yeah. week's, after last week's recording, and it was a serious, serious moment of confusion because Granbull is in tier three right now, and so I talked about having soloed one to use my free raid pass for the day. And I called him a liar. And Chris is like, "You soloed a Granbull? No, you didn't." And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, it's a tier three. And he's like, no, it's not. It's a tier four. And so we spent the next like 20 minutes just trying to get the confirmation that Granbull indeed was a tier four at one point in time. Yeah. So anyone who remembers that, you're not crazy. <laughs> Adding to my great dislike for this Pokemon, it also may be very confused last week. And for that, that's just unforgivable. It might be good for the Ferocious Cup. It might be good for the Ferocious Cup, but I, there's plenty of snubble around. You can just evolve one, right? I mean, they don't need to be in. That is also fair. Yeah. Uh, tier four, now free of the Grand Bull Menace, Tyranitar, Umbreon, Alolan, Marowak, and Absol. All four of those are excellent. Umbreon is going to be killer in Ferocious Cup as well. Uh, and then tier five is, uh, you know, our Dark Overlord, Dark Rye. Very excited about all of that. Yeah, we've all gotten a dark right here, right? We don't have any uh, dark right lists. I have one. Makes you dark cry if you don't. (laughs) I have my nightmares. I honestly have been having some crazy dreams since I caught mine. So there's that. Really? We need a uh, we need a dream catcher Pokemon. That's what we need. Need some chicken blood. Yeah, there we go. We need chicken blood. Salt circle. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. one of those. You just put a little rock me outside of your door. You need a little voodoo. Stop that dark cry. We lived in Louisiana for a little bit, so. Uh, oh, it, that that stuff just, you know, it pervades your life after you've been there for like, it's like a day, I don't believe right? in voodoo, but you know, like, I wouldn't mess with it. Yeah, I also, I don't believe in voodoo, but I also don't go to New Orleans cemeteries at night. Yeah, for real. Just, just in case, right? You're pretty sure, but just in case. <laughs> uh, so is there any Pokemon in raids right now that you guys are very excited about? I mean, Yamask in Tier 2 is surprising, but that's also pretty cool that it's in Tier 2. Because if it was in the tier one pool as well, uh, we wouldn't see it as often. But aside, let's say aside from costumed starters, because those are obviously very exciting. I'm on that clink grind, and I like the 12 candy at a time. So I'm into that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm Umbreon. Uh, I, I, I do not have a good PvP Umbreon built for Ferocious Cup. And I don't see me not running Umbreon for the Ferocious Cup. It is so tanky. It's so good. I just really wish it had last resort. Like if tier four yeah. Umbreon had last resort, there would be a stampede every time one of those popped up. But as it is right now, you're kind of like, eh. Yeah, it is kind of a, a heartbreaker, but I don't know. I saw people were saying, you know, you should bring last resort, but at the same time, the situations in which you would use last resort are kind of few and far between. So even if you don't have one, it's still pretty good in a ferocious cup. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably gonna use it anyway. Yeah, uh, that being said, the one that you're going to get from raids is probably going to have, you know, a high attack. So you might have just mm-hmm. a better trash Eevee around that you could just walk forever. Oh, no, what I, and, uh, yeah. I would catch it on my alt account and trade it to me. There you go. Wait, that's, but that's breaking GOS. Oh, my God, oh, sorry. Sorry, everybody, sorry. All of our brains just hissed in unison. Oh, uh, just so. hit report every time he says it. <laughs> Nar has a button that I mailed him. It's called report salt. It doesn't connect to anything. It just makes me feel better, you know? He told you it was for the shot collar that he has on, but he it's not real. Okay, so the next exciting thing we got going on here is actually very vague, but and we knew this was coming. This announcement really doesn't say anything. It just, 
it, it's just it exists right so the official go battle league announcement this is from pokemongolive.com i'm just going to read what they had to say because that's really that short of an article uh, battling has been a core part of the pokemon universe since the very beginning we are excited to announce the development of a feature that will build upon trainer battles, the current form of player versus player battling that exists within Pokemon Go. This feature will be called Go Battle League. Like many Pokemon Go features, Go Battle League will encourage players to get out and explore the world with Pokemon. Trainers will be able to walk in order to earn entry into the Go Battle League, then battle opponents from around the globe through an online matchmaking system and rise in the ranks of the league. We hope this feature will make the Pokemon Go Battling experience more competitive and accessible to more trainers. Go Battle League is slated for release in early 2020. We'll be sharing more details in a special Dev Insights video soon. Stay tuned, trainers. No date on that video. No date on when in 2020 this will be actually active. And more importantly, no real details on what they mean by walk in order to earn entry. Uh, how the rankings will work? Will there be leaderboards? All that sort of stuff. We're kind of left so many to questions, wonder. but yeah, so much hype. Yeah, for real. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm very excited. But one of the things I'm excited to talk to the two of you, Sultanar, about is this in particular, because one of the things that your guys's Discord has going on is your uh, Pokemon Go Radio League, which is how many members? It's some astronomical amount of people doing a remote league. I, I don't. I can't fathom. It's like what? I like, do not know. More than 30, less than 50, I think. Yeah, wow. I was about to say That's 40 something. It's a ton of people. Uh, you guys have built this infrastructure up. You've been doing, uh, you've been engaged with Silph Arena stuff. You guys also have your gym leader challenge. For those at home that might not be familiar with your show and all of this stuff, would you be able to explain what the gym leader challenge is and, and what like a large remote league is like? Yeah, it's difficult. It would be a lot more people if it didn't have that ultra level cap on it. But the orchestrating that so much love goes to Jthrow and, and Unbreakable and Justin and all the people that contribute. I'm, I'm missing some of the directors, but they put in so much work to go through and, and make all that happen. It's incredible that we just kind of get to participate in it and get our clocks cleaned every time we try to do it. Not this the time. Gym challenge. No, <laughs> not this time. We're going hard. The, uh, the gym challenge is a really fun thing where a member of the league will pretend to be the gym leader full points if they go in character they rarely choose to do that but the idea is that you know you're brock and then all the other people have to come through you beat you before they can move on to the next gym uh, we've done it with uh, kanto we've done it with the johto region and we just did did we No, we're about to do Sinnoh, and so that's up next and it's really fun you go through the whole elite four and then the champion is there and then you got to beat the champion to be the champion it's it's really a lot of fun yeah, it is. It but is it's also lot. something you don't have to be in Pokemon Go Radio League to do it, right? This is something that I think people would love to do in the local community. It's a little less pressure than maybe like a tournament, so other people can get involved. Um, it's just it's a really fun thing to do, like as part of community day potentially in your local area. I think though, especially from a remote league though, just to just to put it out there, the two hundred list friends and the yeah. uh, the the 30 day requirements for remote battling it's just it makes it it's just such a barrier to entry if we could just get that down to 7 days and if we could get double the friend space that would just make it so mucho better if we didn't have those restrictions the league that we have would go from dozens to literally hundreds like it would be that transformative uh, and there would be lots of leagues right not just like the one for our show but like 
it, people would be willing to start them because they would realize like it's not this Herculean effort. So I, I just really hope that happens soon. Maybe this will be part of it. I mean, we have a small group that's growing as well on our server. Uh, it's like 10 to 12 people that are eligible to do uh, PvP with our remote group as well. And it's already starting to get to be a little bit discouraging for new people. Like, oh my gosh, I have to get, you know, 15 some odd people up to ultra. And it's going to take me like a month. It's a lot of effort. So I, I feel you guys on that. Um, but even more so, I mean, the, the size of your league is is incredible. I can't even imagine uh, having to manage that from an infrastructure level. So it's it's wonderful that you have all these great people that are willing to help you guys make that a reality. Um, so the, my question for the two of you is then with this official Go Battle League coming down the pipeline, do you think that will disrupt, enhance, or have nothing to do with the experience that you already have going on in your Discord? So I think it's going to enhance it. I don't think it's going to stop it because Go League is not going to have the the tournament restrictions that the Sylph Arena does. And by that, I mean like the Ferocious Cup or the Sinister Cup or any of those things. It's going to be you pick Great Ultra or Master and, and you go in. And it's a no-holds-bar. There's no banned Pokemon. As long as you're able to fight, you can fight. And that's that's cool, but it's not the same as the Sylph Tournament. And a huge portion of the strategy of Pokemon Go PvP in its current iteration is understanding the meta, the limitations, and sort of the the strengths and weaknesses of that cup. And without that, I, I don't know if I'd find it as cool. The the casualness of it, though, is definitely appealing. The what I think this is going to be is now you have a a gateway essentially to more hardcore PvP. Oh yeah, I've I've been doing official Go Battle League tournaments, and I'm I'm pretty hard up the rankings. I'm going to go do my local tournament or I'm going to join this YouTuber, or this podcast battle league and, and get a little bit more into it. That's where I see this augmenting our current experience. Yeah. I think the devil's in the details in terms of like all the questions you laid out up top, Chris, with, you know, what does the ranking system look like? How far do you have to walk? Like there's so many things we don't know, but as a general concept, this is a really promising thing because I think that Niantic sees the, the potential of PVP and they're like, yes, Let's invest more in that. And it's kind of crazy because like we're coming up on the year anniversary of PvP, right? Wasn't it last November that we got PvP? So oh my gosh, it's about it? time for wow. some developments. Time yeah. moves so quick. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So we have we it's have a section. The lack of gravity. <laughs> That's just a theory, man. Okay. We have a, a section later on in the show. It's called Pokepole. Um, and we will likely part ways before that, but this very pertinent to this conversation, and I'm dying to know you guys' opinion, it's without knowing too much about Go Battle League, how interested are you? But then also, what sorts of rewards would entice you to really dig in? The blood and tears of my enemies are really all that I require for sustenance. <laughs> okay. But I'm, I'm actually, that's that's a stupid way of saying something that's a serious sentiment in that I don't need rewards to PvP. Like, I just like to do it. So I'll jump in regardless. And if I can just walk a few miles and then just battle to my heart's content, try some weird Pokemon out, hit them with my Altaria, then that's that's fine by me. That's all I want. I would love to see rewards for certain rankings. So I think maybe limited edition, if you end up in the top 10% players, avatar items for seasons would be amazing. And then also... I would like to see something of the effect of, and and to, to our earlier point, both achievement or grinding. If you just throw yourself at the system, you can achieve the reward, or you could just do really well. But some 
big features for participating in PvP, some some meaty prizes like rare candy, God forbid a second incubator slot, but just something that is makes somebody crazy. I know that that's <laughs> not gonna happen, but something that is just like, man, that is that is worth doing. Definitely. I agree with both of your sentiments. I think PvP for the sake of PvP is really wonderful. Uh, but yeah, something for everybody, I think, is, is the way for this to go. But uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, Kyle. You and I will crack open this conversation again a little bit later in the show. But let's let's get a move on. We've got two more things to cover here in the news before we close up this chapter of the show. Uh, there was a community note that was put out today. This is, I guess, technically breaking news. It happened like within a couple of hours. This <laughs> <is> <laughs> That's what now, the news used to sound like before computers. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, or YouTube. Uh, this is from PokemonGoLive.com, and I'm going to read it again verbatim because... I get my news from Twitter. It's like, I also get my news from Twitter. That's okay. Don't be ashamed. Oh, no. Don't do that. Oh, why? What? Uh, it's Because it's an echo chamber? That's okay. What could that, go that's wrong? My rea- that's my reality. I'm going to read it verbatim because it's just so lovely and vague. How could you not? Uh, trainers, in an effort to create an even more meaningful experience for you... We've been implementing gameplay adjustments around the world. Adjusting features is a standard practice for the technology in mobile gaming industries, and we consider ourselves lucky that Pokemon Go has a community that is helpful in determining what works and what can be improved, uh, you know, a.k.a. rage on social media. For some time, (laughs) we've been implementing various game design changes, such as providing more items in areas with fewer Pokestops. Now, that's something isn't it i didn't know that that was a thing that's pretty cool i did not know that either yeah i mean i think every single time that anybody's talked about the rural situation that that was something that everybody like suggested so if they've already been doing that maybe they need to it must be subtle though it must be like a 10 percent increase like every now and then it'll just like spit out another ball because i can't like if it was just making it rain yeah we would notice absolutely Um, To continue introducing different shop bundles and tailoring raid levels to fit the communities where the raids appear. That's also strange. Uh, So that means, yeah. Am I interpreting this correct? Like I would, I would think if I was reading this and I didn't already know that this wasn't empirically false, that like a tier four raid in a rural space and tier four raid in Chicago would have different difficulty levels. Or maybe they're making, if people maybe if they see like a tier four raid in an area go fallow over and over again, they're like, okay, maybe people aren't strong enough around here, so they'll dumb it down a little bit, go for mm. those lower tier ones. I'm not this that that could mean so many different things. It's probably yeah, not that's, worth speculating. Oh, it's just when I read that, the cynic in me says, Oh, so places that can't do tier five raids anyways, now tier five raids aren't gonna spawn there. <laughs> and instead it'll just be other races get good so they continue these tests are meant to help us provide the best experience for different players around the world a recent experiment was the launch of legendary raid hour and your feedback was instrumental in improving this now widely enjoyed event where communities around the world work together and create pokemon go memories Hold feedback sick a... money your money helps. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, vote with your wallet 100%. How they hear us. And my vicious tweets. Just very personal attacks and my money. That's all. Uh, 
I mean, all let's, I got. let's all harken back to the days where we all thought it was a mistake the first time that it happened. And we were like, oh, look, this is pretty crazy from this hour to this hour. It's a, there's a lot of rays around. And then it became like a thing, like a real thing. And everybody praised them because they didn't trot it out as something to make money right away per se. But I think this is a good addition. Um, I would agree with them. I, li- I like having agency for rating, right? You know when you can go do it, you can plan around it. I'm sorry, I can't rate it three o'clock on a Wednesday. Yeah, especially for for their demographic, which is mobile uh, adults with uh, with spending money. I think having a purpose and having a time and a window for those people that probably have jobs uh, has been successful for them. So so that's good. In the near future, you may notice a few changes in the game between large feature launches to ensure trainers have a seamless experience. We're taking a close look at Pokemon Go's features and how trainers access them. While changes do take time, we'd like to thank you for your ongoing support. And with your continued feedback, aka money, we look forward to continuing to grow and evolve the game. Our intention is to roll out changes <laughs> to all trainers. <laughs> oh, that's just, I see what they did there. Once we've determined what the best experience is based on what we learn together in the small scale tests, stay safe and happy exploring. Initial thoughts, gut reaction. Kyle, I hear you breathing. What's up? It just reads like, hey, guys, we are doing things just like these things here, but also maybe those things. But you don't get to know what either of these two things are, but it's happening. And I get I get it. I totally get it. It's good to say, but I wish they just said it more more bluntly Uh or more transparently, I guess is a better way of putting it. Communication is good. That is awesome. So great job, Niantic, for putting this out there. And it sounds so overly critical, but if you're going to communicate, you should also say something. It's so strange because I feel like, you know what probably happened with this, Kyle, is they put in more details and then like somewhere up the food chain, those details <laughs> got like, oh, don't don't promise that. Don't say that. Yeah. And it just maybe got like watered down to where it was just like, a, hey, we're working on stuff. And we're like, yeah, we, we know you're working on stuff. Don't worry. Like, we're good. We, we didn't think you we, weren't we, working we on stuff. You. Like, don't sweat it. <laughs> and so I'm not like, I don't look at this and I'm like, how dare they? But I also look at it and think like, how did this configuration of sentences come to be? Because I just don't understand <laughs> right. how it got here. But it, in <laughs> But in a world where a lot of the player base vocally says that in the past communication has been an issue and that they wish that they had heard from Niantic when things go right and when things go wrong and all that stuff, are statements like these that are gray area and kind of vague, but you get what they're talking about. Are these working for those people or not? I mean, is it creating more frustration in that same space because of this, like the lack of specificity? I think anybody who's, who's going to be complaining about that kind of communication will complain about this as well. That's true. I think it's a good natured yeah. and it's, I understand what Niantic is trying to do and it's a positive thing, but at the same time, it's trying to appease somebody who probably isn't really open to being appeased. They really would just rather complain. And I know I because like, sometimes I, I'm that person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't need this because I feel like Niantic's done a really good job communicating for like over a year now. I remember distinctly February 2018, when they just started the news feature specifically, putting stuff out, making blog posts regularly. They hired a community uh, director. Like, I really feel like they're on the right track with this stuff. So this, to me, in year one would have been 
like the holy grail of communication. I'm like, wait, what? They found how to, a computer to type something? Like the door is open and Willy Wonka <laughs> says something. Uh, but they're they're doing a good job. So like to me, this is like again, it's fine, but it's not necessary. The thing I think that is mostly interesting, and I I give Niantic full marks for effort, even though I agree with Nar's analysis, it was it's too watered down to be useful. It's actually a line from the earlier story is the PvP announcement where the devs are going to be sharing insights in a video soon. What the That's what? What's up. And obviously, like you know, from other large video game titles, this is something that people are very used to: dev demos, Q and As, hype videos from the developers themselves showing off new features that are going to be coming in a new game or an expansion or what have you. That's super cool. That they are letting the developers come out speaking directly to the audience obviously they're they're really passionate about this game they're they're looking at social media we know that they're on reddit that's really interesting and cool but it's two sides as we provide feedback we want to know that it's not just yelling into the void and these opportunities like these dev videos hopefully it goes well it's well received and those kinds of things happen more in the future that comes with a price, though. The community has to understand that everything the developers talk to us about isn't 100%. It's not done. It's not guaranteed. The deadlines are not set and solid because then you might as well just release it, right? There's going to be some give and take and some understanding. That's a really good point. The interesting point that uh, that Pokemon Go is in, or rather the position that it's in, Salt, to your point, that this game is treated by the large player base because of its size, because of its success, because of its pervasive nature in everyday life because it's supposed to integrate into everyday life people that are used to investing so much time into triple a titles like the three of us by destiny right we're used to roadmaps we're used to dev videos like you're talking about and stuff like that mobile games don't really do that and pokemon go while it is very intensive if you play hardcore and stuff like that it's not as immersive it's not as I can't really think of a word to say. Help a lifestyle, but it kind of—I know—I know exactly what you're talking about compared to other games. Like it's not World of Warcraft. It's not right. Exactly. You know, games like that, but in some ways, it's even like because I said lifestyle. I'm like this is a lifestyle. Like it affected what I did today, and it's just it's a, it's they're really having to be pioneers in terms of the communication and everything like that because they can't just be like I don't know, just do whatever Fortnite does. Like it just it's a different kind of game. Right, yeah. So that, that's the point I was trying to get to is that people will try to apply the sort of sensibilities and expectations that they have for these large console release games that have a, a different focus entirely. Like this game is built around getting out and, and walking around and stuff like that. And Fortnite's about the gameplay, about difficulty and about I engagement. It was about annoying dances. Now, granted, I'm in my 30s, so... <laughs> I'm in my late 20s and I'm right there with you. So I, I think I think you got something. But yeah, it's it's so interesting to to see things like this, and hopefully, like the two of you were saying, we see more specific details, like dev videos and stuff, moving forward. But speaking of details and exciting things, we got one more piece of news here, and it was lovingly referred to as Professor Willow's Zanga post. But before we <laughs> do, note. I, I do. What, what are the first letter of every single sentence? What does it say? I was I've been looking at that all day. <laughs> have you really I'm just like i've been trying D to like decode this thing f t oh no that doesn't work maybe it's backwards maybe D it's B every of two. Other. 
Yeah, uh, maybe it's every word and then back. I don't know. But uh, listener of our show and of your guys' show as well, DeFi-E, she definitely called this happening uh, last night. 100%. She, yeah, she noticed that all the rocket stops disappeared for like an extended period of time last night um, and deduced that something was coming down the pipeline, tagged all of us in a post and said, mark my words, an announcement or something referring to Team Go Rocket is happening tomorrow. And lo and behold, this here post showed up on the internet from PokemonGoLive.com. And it reads, it's like an email subject, Willow Report, Mysterious Components. Presumably he's Ooh. writing this to himself. I think so. There's no two, so yeah. Maybe to Professor Oak from the Let's Go universe. Remember those videos? That was something else, wasn't it? Yeah, this is... Anytime they slip into like posts that are in character, it gets pretty weird. Yeah, I think so. Do you guys remember how this Willow sounds? He's got a voice. Yeah, he sounds just like he looks. Like <laughs> someone's sexy dad. I think so. Yeah, there's definitely like a, a complex going on with Willow. But uh, during my investigations of these takeovers, he says, I came across these strange objects that Tingle Rocket grunts would drop upon being defeated in battle. For the sake of this report, I will refer to them as mysterious components because that really clears it up. The exteriors of these objects seem to be made of some metal alloy, and they're cold to the touch. The glass screens radiate a light purple color. I touched the screen of one of these objects to see if it would react, but nothing happened. They're just broken That's iPads. That's the extent of his experimentation. I touched it, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, I had a hunch that the Team Go Rocket grunts were using some sort of device to take over Pokestops and collect resources. Based on what I know so far, these mysterious components I've found seem to be able to serve that purpose. I don't know how he's able to deduce that. Wait, but... but like if you touch it, nothing happens. How do you know it's 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 doing anything? He's a are professor. Are you stealing things, professor? He went to school What if they for are this? just trolling him? They're like, I don't know. Just drop your iPad and like see what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the battery wore out. Uh, Giovanni will buy me a new one. But considering how advanced this technology is, there must be another use for it. Very smart. I've been working on something in my lab with the help of the team leaders, and I think we might be able to use these components to track down where Team Go Rocket is hiding. I need to continue my research. We must get to the bottom of this, Professor Willow. Okay, now we just made a bunch of jokes about this, but at the same time, to be very honest with you guys, any sense of uh, narrative that is injected into this game has me hype. I'm really excited I about like it. this. No, I'm down. It's weird, and I'm cool with weird. I The whole, like, we're getting the team leaders together, I don't know. This, this is pretty cool. So how do you guys think this is going to manifest? To what it's hinting at, to me, is like, the, the narrative is cool, but like, what it's hinting at, which means an evolution of the rocket system. You know, I've been doing the rocket battles and I'm having fun with it. I catch the shadow Pokemon. But the idea that they're going to say like, hey, how can we double down on that system, right? How can we take that to the next level? We're going to get rocket team leaders potentially. They're referencing that now. There's a potential, you know, where are they hiding? Like a little HQ mission. I don't know how this is going to manifest, but the fact that they're committed to this system, they're not just like, I don't know, let's build a little small thing over here and over there and, and leave it. That's really encouraging. This is going to mm -hmm. manifest itself in special research that allows you to track down Rocket Headquarters, which will be taking over gyms. You will fight that gym, which will f culminate in you fighting a Team Rocket grunt that will later on evolve in a story where we defeat enough of these people and then we take down Giovanni. Boom. Calling it. That sounds pretty reasonable. Calling it okay. DeFi. I'm going to take that as nah, gospel right now. She's the Oracle. And reject anything else that might contradict that, <laughs> including official announcements. Don't believe what your eyes and ears tell you. It was the last <laughs> yeah. and most important of their commandments. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so this stuff is really exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to it as well. I know a lot of people were complaining that the Rocket Stops Ball, a nice addition, kind of got old kind of fast. And the addition of new additional uh, Shadow Pokemon is is cool. But, you know, there's just so much potential there. And we all kind of knew that this was happening. It's just exciting to see where this could go. This is exactly, that's exactly it. It's just encouraging if they can, and we'll probably talk about this later, if they can deliver a narrative that is compelling, that to me is icing on the cake. But just just doubling down on that, that solo feature to the game, I think is really something that we're missing. And this could be a really fun way to do it. I, I hope that they keep the EX raids and the raids like a big kind of community focused thing. But if this is a a thing that you can do by yourself, like a long grind individual thing. I think there's a segment of players that are into that. Um, so I'd be I'd be happy to see that get some balance. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think a strong PvE story-driven game that would, you know, if I could play Pokemon Go as a single-player game all the way up to 40, especially for, uh, like, kids' accounts that can't have friends and stuff like that, if this can keep them engaged uh, without having that community aspect, an alternative, and then for... Uh, full-fledged adult accounts it's also an alternative for maybe some people that are not necessarily into the community aspect of this game and wish that there was more for them to do aside from just the occasional grunt that you know you have the same three pokemon you can pretty much use for all of them uh you know battling the team leaders and stuff like that that'll only get you so far so this will definitely take it into the into the next level really any other thoughts on this any other hopes dreams you guys want to yeah, just <laughs> hype from the back of the room. <laughs> so mad credit to DeFi because she called the announcement. It's happening. But like when he says, like, we must get to the bottom of this. What do we think is going to happen next? Are we going to get more breadcrumbs or in a week? Are they going to be like, here's the hotness. Go take down, kick down the door, raid time. Ah, go. Special research following the Halloween event early November. What I just said earlier about the gyms. After the Colossus thing? Yeah, after the Colossus thing. I think that's right. Okay. I think we're going to get one more breadcrumb. I think there's going to be another Willow report or however you want to, they're going to call it. I hope it's like frantic and it's like, they're putting me in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> they're still letting me type this for some reason. They're holding the zoo back Please, to my trainers. Neck. Go take out Ro- team rocket grunts. See where they lead you. <laughs> they're like cartoon levels of incompetent. They've kidnapped my family. That's why they're never anywhere. That's why, that's why I'm alone. It's not my obsessive workout schedule. Uh, well, we have, oh my gosh, you know, for real though, that dude is in phenomenal shape. I think it's from all that. I, I will never forget the, the feeling of D-Catch going, he's a daddy. Oh <laughs> Every time I think about <laughs> Professor Willow. That's pretty great. Well, we've reached the end of the news section here. Uh, That's and good because Peppa's sure... standing in my doorway rubbing her oh. belly so I could take her to get food. Hi, Peppa. Before we get out of here, um, I want to make sure that we got, uh, we get the opportunity to plug your guys' show and where people can find you and all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, you can find Salt being eaten by his hungry wife. Or if you're interested in more of the, the chicanery and nonsense that we spit into microphones, you can find us on the Twitter at PokemonGo underscore radio. Or you can follow us on Facebook at PokemonGo radio. Or you can email us anytime, info.pokemongoradio at gmail.com. All the podcasts, normal places, you can find it. For whatever reason, it's misspelled on Spotify. We'll eventually For fix whatever that, reason, but... it's because you misspelled it. Is that radio yeah, or whatever it is? Radio. Radio. R-A-I-D-O. <laughs> It'll still come up if you search Pokemon Good chance Go I might be dyslexic. 
<laughs> yep. Thank you guys so much. We've we uh, we put our shows out every single Monday. We've actually never missed a show except for holidays, but we tell people that. That's fair enough. Yeah, do what you got to do. But thank you guys so much for taking the time to hop on here and hang out with the two of us. Looking forward to returning the favor in the near future. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll, Episode we'll catch you guys around. Can't wait. It's going to be a good one. All right. Well, thanks, guys. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Bye. Thanks again to both Salt and Nar for taking the time out of their Tuesday evening to spend it with the two of us, sorry sods, talking about Pokemon and mobile games and all that fun stuff. If you didn't gather it from the conversation that we had with them, the two of them are wonderful. Um, I love their show to death, and I would really encourage you to go check out their show. Again, it's Pokemon Go Radio. If you don't know the name, you should. Uh, and if you don't, please, please, please do go find them and give them a listen. They're a hoot and a half, kind of like a hoot who. Not not quite a hoot hoot, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into the rest of the show here. We're going to skip over gear up because we are already running very, very long as it is. And we have so many more exciting things to talk about still. So want to make sure we leave enough time for those things. We're going to go into the Pokalore. So this week on Pokalore, we're going to talk about Regigigas, the colossal Pokemon. Regigigas is a large white golem-like Pokemon with seven black circular eyes arranged in a specific pattern. The pattern is Regigigas's way of showing its anger. Its eyes glow red when it is provoked. It has six spots that are apart from its eyes, which appear to be gemstones. These gemstones seem to be representing the other three Regis, with red gems representing Regirock, blue gems indicating Regice, and silver gems representing Registeel. It has long arms with three fairly human-like white fingers, and short legs that end in large mossy bushes instead of feet. That's such a weird description of someone's like appendages. It's got bushes for feet. Interesting. Yeah, I don't quite. The The <laughs> writing is there's bushes growing in. It's, in, in, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Regigigas has large yellow bands on its shoulders and wrists with a sloping section on its chest that appears to be its head and is also yellow. Its body is covered in black stripes and it has moss growing on its back and feet. Well, now, which one is it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the moss. Does it have bushes for feet or is the moss growing on its feet? Uh, We'll never know. I think the the moss is so heavy that it's become a moss bush. According to Sinnoh legend, Regigigas' strength enables it to move continents. All right. Now we're just... (laughs) This is a little bit ridiculous. (laughs) It's legend. It might not be reality, man. (laughs) Regigigas is a skilled craftsman. It created golems out of inanimate objects and brought them to life. Regigigas is also capable of controlling these legendary titans, even if they already belong to a trainer. It can also survive extreme conditions, as it is able to work with the boiling temperatures of magma, 1300 to 2400 degrees Fahrenheit, as well as the frigid ice, up to negative 328 degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Ooh, woof. Wow. That's cold. That's double cold. cold. Double cold? Yeah, that's double cold because in Celsius it's negative 200. (laughs) Okay, yes. It's pretty cold. cold. It's double cold. That's a a measurement of, it's a unit of measurement. Scientific unit. (laughs) I have a bachelor's of arts. Leave me alone. (laughs) When Regigigas is disturbed from its slumber, it goes on a rampage and shoots powerful beams of energy. Same. (laughs) 
When it is befriended, however, it is calm and gentle, as seen in Pillars of Friendship. It is able to crush targets by using its signature move, Crush Grip. Ooh, real original name. Very there. Don't straightforward. Worry. <laughs> Squeeze hand move. <laughs> so its stats that we, we know about is a max CP of 4337, a monstrous attack of 287, which is at rank 11. Ooh. Great defense at 210 and pretty solid stamina at 220. They're really good stats. They're, they're, they're amazing stats. This is hold your horses. Everyone's like, oh my God, I can't wait to get them. I'm sorry. His move sets are terrible. <laughs> Didn't mention it. He's a normal type. That right there is just a knock against him in yeah, Pokemon Go. It really cuts him at the moss bush. But <laughs> you're saying you cut him off at the ankles? Yeah, I'm trying. So I was trying to get it. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> uh, his his best move set, if you really want to use him for PvE, is going to be Zen Headbutt and Avalanche. And his best moveset for PvP is going to be Rock Smash and Avalanche and Rock Slide. This is, of course, assuming they don't give him something that we don't know about as of yet. These Which are just they, what's... They will. I mean, right? They're, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that they will do that. Yeah. Do you think they'll do that now, though? That's the question. You know, do you think they'll do that for the research? I think they won't the push it to the Game Master for Code diversity at their hands-on until uh until either the event goes live which they've done before or maybe afterwards when it's an ex rays it might know a special move yeah and like if it gets crush grip for example which i honestly couldn't tell you anything about crush grip but if it's if it gives him stab it would make him an incredible generalist yeah in that regard the other so. option is giga impact which is also in the game master it has been for a long time that this pokemon also knows it also has giga in the name just like reggie gigas does uh and it's a normal type move so it would match thematically for stab it, yeah it's just unfortunate with its current move set but we've yeah. we've seen this coming for a while the moves were known for a very long time so here's hoping they switch it up it'd be much more exciting right and one more thing to note before we move on from reggie gigas we will of course revisit this after the event goes live and stuff like that because we, we both intend to purchase a ticket and participate uh together actually uh, we're gonna go do it for like basically the whole day but if if memory serves and i think we've talked about this on the show before in the main series games he has really good stats but he is awful because of this ability called slow start, at least competitively. He basically doesn't do anything for like three turns. Then after that, he yeah. wakes up and he's incredible. But at that point in time, you've had the ability to counter him, to figure out what's going on, to to deal with it. Um, and it, there's nothing like that in Pokemon Go. You're not really waiting for turns because in combat, it's it's more or less real time. So Maybe. their way of doing it would be to cut him at the knees with a, a terrible move set makes the most sense to me sort of like, just like they did with slacking so it, it's yeah. not that it's not that surprising just you know slightly disappointing keeping it real kyle this is why you're around here this is great <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so we'll, we'll talk more about reggie gigas as the details become apparent uh moving forward but speaking of moving forward let's let's get a move on to the pvp section now, I know what you're thinking, but it's still October. We're still doing Sinister Cup. And that solo episode, you went in-depth on Sinister Cup. I sure did. But there was an announcement for next month, and the cup is so interesting, I couldn't not talk about it. 
Uh, we won't be doing an in-depth breakdown of it, but I want to let you guys know what to expect for the new Sylphrena theme for November, which is Ferocious Cup. Now, this is a little bit different, and you'll be able to glean why and how and all that good stuff from the rule set, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, so, first and foremost, this information I pulled from a GoHub article. They did a nice little summary of all the things that were included in this rule set. So, first, allowed Pokemon. Land-based Pokemon that walk on four legs or have two legs and a tail. There are some exceptions. Not allowed, number two. Monkey, humanoid, and amphibian-based Pokemon. Uh, there are also some exceptions to that one. Third, type bands. No grass, no bug, and no flying. And then lastly, there's a species-specific ban on a couple of Pokemon. Bastiodon, Zuelus, which is the second evolution of Dino, and starter Pokemon such as Venusaur, Meganium, Bayleaf, etc. Now, very interesting rule set. We're so used to types you know, these four types are allowed and then like one or two Pokemon are not allowed or, you know, legendaries or whatever. But this is a brand new way of approaching this PvP scenario. There's a full list on the Sylph Arena uh, article. There's full lists actually just about everywhere now of Pokemon that are available. And the pool is so interesting. Uh, Kyle, what's your initial thought on this? Do you think this is cool? You think this is frustrating? Where, where are you at? I haven't looked at the like the full list yet, so I don't know on that regard. Sure. But I think it's cool that they're branching out from just types because this kind of feels like we talked about probably almost a year ago when PvP came out that you and Ness would be like, all right, baby Pokemon only. Mm -hmm. All right. Exactly. Only Pokemon that are red. And, you know, it's just kind of, it's a fun new way of looking at the lens of Pokemon by you know, body shape rather than typing. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, so these four rules kind of are the the four sides of the box in which these Pokemon fit into, right? It's restrictive enough, but it also allows you enough freedom with this weird large net of walks on four legs or has two legs and a tail, right? It, it kind of, it makes it interesting. This like rules out a Mankey, but it allows like a Lipard in, you know? It's going to be really, really wild. I think the thing for me that I'm not excited about is that now looking at this, this sets a precedent that like nothing is off limits. And that's kind of scary because Stardust and PvP is expensive. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, you keep doing this. Suddenly you got to power up six new Pokemon every time. It definitely dissuades me from taking <laughs> part in stuff where I'm like, ooh, this might not even ever have any overlap because the rules for this cup are so strict. Right, for sure. Well, in, in certain regards, it's not that strict. I see what you're saying there, because there's Pokemon that previously you could invest in and you knew were going to be very useful, Bastiodon being one of them. Unfortunately, it's banned this time, but I would still invest in a good Bastiodon. There are just some Pokemon at 1,500 that are always going to be good if they're allowed more or less, right? Like Metacham is really good. Lucario is really good. Bastiodon is is really good. Frenzy Plant Venusaur is, is very good. So it's it's cool to see this happening. I'll tell you the most exciting thing about this for me is seeing how people interpret the meta because the pool is so diverse. I feel like it's going to be very divisive. I could be wrong. You know, there could be like one or two very clear winners or heaven forbid, 10 clear winners and you, everybody has the same 10 Pokemon. But I don't think that's going to be the case with this set just on a cursory glance. 
we will revisit this. Of course, we will do an in-depth uh, meta analysis once those are published all over the place and we can have some different opinions to pull from uh, as well as our own. But for now, just just chew on that because it, this is definitely an interesting way of approaching the competitive PvP scene as it is right now, especially staring down the barrel of Pokemon Go League coming around the corner, allegedly, right? Early 2020, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but let's get into the Pokepole. So last week's question was, what goals do you have for Pokemon Go Halloween 2019? Miguel said to do one of the Darkrai happy hours. They, they truly are happy for some people. Oh, and that's happening tomorrow, by the way. Oh, I forgot to mention that in the news tomorrow, Wednesday or today, when the, I guess the show comes comes out six to seven. And I think next week as well was confirmed. OK, carry on and catch enough Litwick to evolve one. I assume all the way to a chandelure overall get plenty of treats and not so many tricks. I love that. Nick said any and all shiny ghosts and or dark types. That's one I can get behind. I only have a shiny Gengar from the raid day they had last year. I needs the shiny spookies. Those are his words exactly. And I relate very hard to this one. Yeah. I haven't gotten any shinies. So many. How many oh, shiny so Gengar many. did you snag from the raid day? None. That's, I didn't get any. That's right. I traded my, you one, though, right? I'm pretty no, sure. No, oh. my girlfriend did. I oh, think, okay. I think you yeah. traded your one to, to Alex. That's right. That's yeah. right. Pidgey Gravel wrote in, candy hoarding and grabbing some dust. Hopefully some fully evolved spawns can help with both. Zoe Two Dots wrote in, evolving a hecking Litwick all the way up, praying for that Unova stone. Oh, man. Spe the voice of a generation speaking for all of us. I think we all can get behind that one. The question is, how many people's first Unova stone will be from buying the colossal pass dude let me tell you at work <laughs> my co-worker who plays basically kind of casually he he does raids when uh, as an excuse to get out of the office right we'll go do a raid at a nearby gym that's across the parking lot or whatever and i was talking about how i had just done my fifth research breakthrough and i haven't gotten a unova stone and i was just so upset about it and I haven't gotten a shiny flower crown Eevee either. And he's like, oh, I've got two of those. I'm like, no, you don't. You mean Sinnohstone? He's like, no, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, uh, no, those are definitely Sinnohstones. There's no way you have two. You know, he doesn't go hardcore about it or anything like that. And he like turns his phone around and shows me. I swear, truth, Scout's Honor, two Unova Stones. I've never been so close to murdering somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm happy oh for him. Gosh. I really am. But oh, my God god man oh, come on yeah i'm on, i'll have my fifth field uh, my fifth special research tomorrow hoping for that stone julius wrote in new gen 5 pokemon litwick in the wild and two times catch candy Woohoo! Catherine wrote in i'm looking forward to dark eye but really purely as a mechanical gameplay need to get the pokemon but i'm most interested in the costume pokemon which are totally better than hat shoes I think everybody can agree definitely that the costume Pokemon are better. If only for one reason is that you can transfer them. I think so. Mass. I agree. <laughs> yes. So, so rule of thumb for anybody that's listening that has a say in the uh, approval process for hat Pikachu, if the hat consumes the Pokemon or if the hat is so big that it just is around the entire Pokemon in general, that's a win. If it's just a hat, nobody wants it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants one, and that's it. Uh-huh. 
Hi, Casper Rodin said, the reward of a goalette has finally inspired me to make three excellent throws in a row. Never something I'd even bother attempting before. And I did it without a single whalmer. That's pretty impressive. Sure is. I'm going to be honest. That's I wonder, pretty impressive. I wonder what those Pokemon were. Uh, you know, maybe a Taurus, maybe a Girafferig somewhere out there. Oh, yeah, in a nest. That's right. Yeah. This definitely goes back to what we were talking about earlier, though. I think this actually is a decent uh, field research overall, just because people don't feel pressured into doing it, but it's a new semi-rare Pokemon, so people want to do it. Whereas the make three excellent curveball throws for a Lavatar came pretty much after Lavatar lost his exclusivity. Yeah. So 100%. I agree. Maxotron said, I want to try and get the candies I need for my Hydreigon via hatching and walking, get a good PVP Golurk, maybe a good PVP Chandelure, get the costume starters. Three max attack Darkrai at least and 200,000 Stardust. Oh my gosh. Good goals. Good luck. All right. If you if you haven't already done it, I've heard that Lampent is probably better than Chandelure in PvP. Yes. Can confirm. I don't know all the details. So it's the same argument that you get for like a Marsh Top over a Swampert or an Ivysaur or a Venusaur. Just higher level, more HP, stuff like that, depending. Mikey said, six max attack Darkrai with Shadow Ball is my primary goal. A shiny Yamask would be cool too. Yes. Yes, it would, unfortunately. Six max attack Darkrai with Shadow Ball is quite the goal. <laughs> I think you can do it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, people are really jazzed about getting Darkrai. So there's definitely enough juice in the community to, to have people to do that consistently. This week's Pokepole, without knowing too much about Go Battle League, how interested are you? What sort of rewards would entice you to really dig in? Okay, so it's our turn. We talked about this earlier in the show with the twins. Kyle, I'm, I'm kind of interested to hear. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that you're interested, right? I mean, it's hard to not be interested. So the second I part mean, of this question really, I think, is the one that applies. So I am interested, but not like a crazy amount. I think it's it's cool. It's a good it's a good thing to introduce. But it ties into the second one. The rewards need to be good to get me interested because open style PvP doesn't interest me at all. My interest level is literally zero for open PvP. Okay. Pokemon, unfortunately, for those of you who don't realize, is horrendously balanced. It's not meant to be balanced. Fans and competitive uh, tournaments and organizations have had to balance it for Game Freak. For Pokemon Go, that's been the Silph Arena with their custom cups making things more interesting. For the main series games, that's been Smogan, Smogan, I think is the actual name. Yeah. Where they break break them up into tiers, very similar to how we're breaking them up into types. So, and that's it rewards me with like a good amount of rare candy or like a chunk of Stardust for like weekly rewards. I'm probably not going to take part in except for extremely casually sure okay fair enough so what what sort of rewards would entice you to really really get into it let's say if they have a tiered system of ranking and at the end of every week they tally rewards if that reward included a bundle of rare candy and a stack of stardust like it doesn't have to be monstrous amounts doesn't have to be exciting you know five rare candy you know let's say 
10 or 20,000 Stardust. Okay. I And it rewarded in the style of the Adventure Sync. So if you really want to, you can use a star piece. I would do it. And I would like feel good about doing it. Okay, that's fair enough. How much investment do you think you'll have to put in or to like get a reward? Well, that would de- that definitely is is up for debate. Because mm-hmm. I've you know the game I've I've played a large amount that I've mentioned in the show before, Summoner's War. Basically, you have to get to a really reasonable degree of skill in order to get good rewards. Otherwise, you just kind of get passable rewards. Sure, the reward like you know like five thousand Stardust at the end of the week. That'd still be okay for just casually playing. So for myself, I think I'm going to have to echo a fair amount of your point. But at the same time, I think we differ in that I'm, I'm just... Okay, actually, you and I are very competitive human beings at a core, right? That's one of the yes, reasons yes. why uh, the goal setting and stuff for uh, stuff for this show really works well. And, and we, we do that week after week after week. Also, I, I make you do it. But <laughs> I, I I have gotten into the PvP scene because initially I really wanted to uh, talk about it at the forefront of it for the show, kind of like from a journalistic point of view, and have since just gotten kind of sucked in. Like, even if there's some cups that I think I missed like two cups, and then there are a couple of other ones that I just throw Pokemon in just so I can participate. I don't really go hard every single time, but I've always had a soft spot for it, and I'm a sucker for leaderboards and stuff like that. Like if that stuff is there and I can grind out a little bit more, you know, uh, placement or I can climb a ladder of some kind, I'm going to hit my head against it until I just plateau wherever I'm supposed to plateau and then reassess where I'm at. So for me, I think even if it's just a ranking system for the reward, that might be enough for a player like me if it's done in a way that's engaging. That being said, and I I was just on Lured Up earlier this week, and we had a conversation about this, and I mentioned, and I still stand by this, that leaderboards just aren't a Pokemon thing. They just no, they just aren't right. Um, Nintendo is very much about like making sure everybody in a competition feels good or has a good time. It's about the experience, right? That's why Mario Party has all those baloney stars at the end of the game, so that you just <laughs> you throw out any legitimacy in that game in a competitive. <laughs> competitive sense um they're called bonus stars right i'm not making that up okay i like baloney stars a a lot better but this is niantic we're talking about and it might be the case that they're able to instill some sort of leaderboard but i'm not sure it'll be as competitive or as clear as i might need it to be to scratch that itch yeah i definitely see that happening i don't think it's going to be as clear cut as you know here's the number one player right here right beat him right exactly and that being said if they do they do introduce a leaderboard of some kind the rewards will probably have to be applied to some sort of tier right and this happens with every other mobile game that has a leaderboard you hit a certain tier in like a the top like 10 percent the top 1% is a special tier and they get a bunch of bonuses. And then this, like the, the 9%, the top 10% that aren't the top 1% get are like in another tier and then the top 50 that aren't in the top 10%, right? Get whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's usually how it's broken down. Like I said, for other games, but I just, I'm so intrigued by this. I'm dying to know how this is going to work, but I guess maybe that dev insight video will give us more about this i I, well yes i mean that's what it's supposed to do but i hope specifically specifically they explain reward systems and potentially tiers or however it's going to work but 
if you, dear listener, want to weigh in on this conversation, and I hope you do because there's a lot to talk about, uh, you can answer this week's Pokepole question, which was, again, without knowing too much about Go Battle League, how interested are you? And what sort of rewards would entice you to really dig in? I want to hear from people that don't like PvP. I want to hear what it would take for you to get into it. What would the carrot on the stick, how how good does that carrot have to be in order to get you to, to play PvP? I suppose I could just go ask Ness, uh, but I want to hear from everybody. So we'll post that question on Facebook and Twitter, or if you're a, a patron in our Discord, or you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And speaking of emails. Email. Emails. First email comes in from Will. Hi, GoCast. I was wondering what you think Pokemon Go will eventually lead up to, like a new type of landmark along with Pokestops and gyms. I've been thinking about maybe a Pokemart where everything is discounted from the actual shop. I've also been thinking, I started in 2016 with Kanto being the only region. Now with five regions, it's pretty, it's harder to get the Kanto Pokemon I used to get. So if they launch new spawns so that there were Pokemon everywhere instead of the same place every time. Anyway, let me know what you think of this and keep up the good work. Well, we've definitely we've definitely talked before that Pokemarts would definitely be really cool. Oh yeah. Although I think a good I the Pokemarts is a great idea if you treat it like Wizards Unite for those who played at least some of it does. They have three different types of point of interest. They have their gym equivalent, they have their Pokestop equivalent, and then they have a greenhouse which I would see as a Pokemart equivalent where you go and you get specific items at certain times of day or however you want to break it down. Right. Even moving aside from that, what I would really like to see in terms of landmarks make major spawn points or nests visible. Hmm. Let me know that they're there. So if I play in an unfamiliar area, I know how I can experience the area in, in Pokemon Go. Right. Uh, do you remember in 2016 when this came out, there were slight rustles in the grass? They were not indicative yes. of anything, but they were there. And I understand from a server side situation about how if they rustled where they were Pokemon, it would put a lot of stress, especially within your field of view and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that if an area is a park and that that server side, they know that there are X number of spawns. It could just randomly pop up in that area and it would just be like a phone side graphic, you know, that's already loading the the map from a data standpoint. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make a lot of sense why we couldn't do that as well. To to tie back into Wizards Unite, Wizards Unite has flags in certain areas that just show what type of unfoundables, right? Confoundables, unfoundables, confoundables, I, confoundables the things that are. you collect, you whatever, yeah. what type would show up there? The equivalent being, of course, like, you know, water type Pokemon versus, you know, magical beast type creatures. Sure, sure. And they have flags that show what is more likely to spawn in that area. I would like to see that yeah. as a landmark. But to kind of get back to uh, Will's question in particular, we did talk about Pokemarts and we even did talk about a way that Niantic could approach, uh, you know, diversifying spawns uh, or actually the opposite, depending in a controlled rotation. Uh, We talked about how they could like they have a Kanto celebration every single year. It almost seems like twice a year they seem to do this. They could do that. And they actually had a Johto one this past year as well. They could do those more often, but like in a weekly rotation where all the Pokemon are still spawning, but there's a heavy 
heavy accent on Kanto in a given month. It's like, okay, you can still get your Cinquil and stuff like that, but you're going to see a lot more Charmander this month. And next month, you'll see a lot more Cyndaquil than you would Charmander sort of thing. That would be really cool. I think that would be the way to solve it without taking spawns out permanently or even temporarily. But more to the the Pokemon, uh, more to the Pokemark question, I think instead of instead of getting things discounted from the actual shop, it would be a way for you to sell items for a nominal amount, even if it's just for Stardust. It doesn't have to be Poke Coins. Instead of me throwing out 50 regular revives or 38 regular potions every five minutes, like let me turn those into at least 38 Stardust or something nominal. Maybe more than that. Maybe 380 would be great. But something, you know, I don't mind walking down the street to go do that. Agreed completely. It would be great. It's a it's an item sink. You know, we have berry sinks in gyms. Let us have item sinks that, you know, you have your choice in doing. I know I know Team Rocket stops are sort of an item sink, but not really. Right. Anyway, thank you, Will, for the email. It's, these are really great questions, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I decided to put this email into the show, even though we have covered it before, um, is that it is such a good question, and it does seem like a serious gap in the game design. So I, I bet we'll see some stuff to help navigate this area moving forward. But speaking of moving forward, let's go on to the next email. This one is from Jacket K. And if you've been listening to the show long enough, you know that Jacket every once in a while will send us an email about one of his special Pokemon in his inventory that he's identified with, that he's named, that he has a relationship with or whatever memories, you know, the the Pokemon partnership um, aspect of this game. He's really good at putting it into words. So here's another one. I'm very excited about this. He writes, hello, everyone. Time for another edition of My Pokemon Go Babies. This week, I'll talk about my Gardevoir, Yukiko, or Yuko. This one has been sitting in my drafts for a while, so some parts may feel outdated, but I think it just adds to the story. Long, long ago, back when Ralts appeared in 10k eggs and before Gallade was only speculation in the world of Pokemon Go, I was walking some Pokemon Go eggs. I noticed one of my 10ks hatched and now popped a little Ralts. I check it out in the appraisal and get the following. It looks like I can battle with the best of them. Its best quality is its HP, its attack is great too, its defense is great, its stats are the best I've ever seen, no doubt about it. I can hardly leave my eyes. I got a perfect IV Ralts. To those of you that have started playing recently, instead of the appraisal system that we have now that shows you the stats, you had to glean based on some key phrases and then uh, kind of deduce a range and then figure out specifics by scanning them and comparing CP specifics. What a time to be alive that was. I was so excited too, because the Gardevoir line is really up there when it comes to my favorites from the third generation. There was only one little complication. It was a boy. Mind you, this was well before the release of Gallade. So we did not know for sure how good it would be, yet everyone was convinced Gallade would be so much better. Despite that, I decided to evolve it anyways. My decision got a bit of controversy, causing a bit of unease with my choice. But with how everything panned out, I couldn't be happier with my choice. I got to rub it in everyone's faces, or at least imagine that I was, when we found out that Gallade didn't have too many uses in the raid scene, despite how everyone in my community was convinced. <laughs> it was especially funny when we got Ralt's community day, because I was certain evolving it too early would come back to bite me. But not only did we end up getting a very quick move for community day, Synchronoise allowed my already evolved Gardevoir to have value in its own way. Not helped by how it got outpaced by the psychic buff that came only weeks later. Awesome. 
Still, I'd be happy with my partner, Yukiko, though nowadays he sometimes prefers to be referred to as Yuko. It was named Yukiko after one of my favorite characters in an RPG I played a while back, but I do feel like Yuko better respects his gender, so he pretty much gets whatever name he's more comfortable with. Now that I have an additional Gardevoir for PvP and the like, she tends to take on that name these days, but I still call my hundo Yuko in honor of it all. Yeah, that's pretty interesting that in the world of Pokemon Go, the gender differences when the genders weren't, when the evolved gender split evolution wasn't available. Having a really great male Gardevoir is just kind of a neat little personal Easter egg. It really is. Yeah. That's such a fun story. Thank you, Jacket K, for sharing that. I love these stories. I remember the, the first one was about a Magikarp, if I remember correctly. These are just these are just awesome. It's really cool to hear from people that really bond with a particular Pokemon, especially in situations like this where it's so unique. You know, it's like a personal little trophy sort of thing. Very cool. Thanks, Jacket. Matthew B wrote in, Hi guys, happy Halloween event. <laughs> How's your shiny luck? I haven't gotten any myself, but I'm loving this double candy right now because I already have almost all of the featured ghosts fully evolved. Question, what is your favorite shiny ghost that has been released so far and why? Thanks. Uh, you got an answer? I think I do. Okay. But like, just, just for argument's sake, I want to like double check what some of them look like. Okay because i don't need to check i got one i definitely do okay yeah i really like shiny dust skull i think the red looks really really good (sighs) on it why gotta remind me about that why oh yeah because i don't have one well actually hang on i take it all back i take everything back i've ever said in my entire life shiny drifloon is is the best there you go shiny i knew it i knew shiny drifloon is way up there for me (laughs) because he's a balloon (laughs) yeah it's shiny uh sableye Oh yeah, I forgot that one's also gold. It's it's a gold yellow. It's like it's just it's it's great. So yeah, such a stark difference. I really like those in your face shinies. Pink and gold are like the best shinies. Yeah. I know everyone's like, "What? Not Gengar?" Look. Have you seen shiny Gengar? <laughs> Cuz I haven't. Cuz he looks just like regular Gengar. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple of shiny Gengars and I'm convinced they're just regular ones that they labeled as shiny. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty uninspired, but as for that though, no shiny luck in this event. And this is the event that is like the best for shinies, in my opinion, because almost every single spawn can be shiny right now. Yeah, agreed. Like, every yeah. single boost is spawn. I've also had not any uh shiny luck, but this past week I will admit I have not played very much. Life has gotten in the way and I've been catching up on sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so this week I do intend to have at least one or two play sessions outside extended and uh, I'm excited to shiny hunt a little bit and hopefully I'll come back next week and have a better answer to your question Matt but thank so you. help me God get more shiny ghosts I might and then I'll just share you the can have the shiny dark types you can have the shiny dark types okay. well when we meet up for the uh, <laughs> the colossal discovery you'll have to choose between a shiny ghost or a shiny Mewtwo yeah i know yeah <laughs> all right thank you matt for the email really appreciate it if you also have an email that you want to send in with a fun question a story feedback whatever feel free to send it to mail at we would love to hear from you and that brings us to the end of the show here are a couple other plugs besides mail at gocastpodcast.com for emails visit our website at gocastpodcast.com uh, you can also send us an email through a contact us page on there 
Follow us on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. Like us on Facebook. Just search for the GoCast Podcast. And please leave us a review on iTunes and or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to your podcasts that might allow you to leave a review. It really, really helps and it takes no time and no money for you to do so. So please do. And if you would like to help support the show monetarily, you can do so at our Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash GoCast podcast. For information on all of that, the benefits that you might accrue from your patronage, uh, you can visit our website or the patron page itself. Uh, one of the benefits for the lowest tier, which is a dollar a month, is access to our patron exclusive Discord, where we do remote PvP tournaments. We have a, a channel that's dedicated to bragging about Pokemon that you've caught. So if you have a bunch of shinies that you want to, uh, you know, show off, or you have fifteen shiny Drifloons, you want to make Kyle cry, that's the place to do it. Speaking of making us cry, let's set some goals before we get out of here, huh? Okay. Okie okay. dokie. Do you got one? You ready? So I have three goals. One of them is not for this week. One of them is an overarching goal for my game. So that will go last. One, I want a shiny from this event. I don't care what it is at this point. I would really like it to be a shiny ghost, but doesn't matter. Trying. And then I need Stardust. <laughs> so going to go 200,000 Stardust to try and replenish the very, very low stock that I have right now. And are you, are you ready for the, the big goal? I am. Let's it's do a doozy. it. What is it's it? a doozy. Okay. Okay. So I've come to the conclusion that PVP is not strictly for me. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing it, but I've decided my Stardust is going somewhere else. And I have a personal goal of I want to max out a normal and a shiny version of every ghost in the game. Oh, Okay. Yes. Okay. And I'm going and I'm sticking I'm sticking to that goal. I'm committing. I've labeled Pokemon. They're all sorted out. IVs don't matter to me in this regard. So if I find a weather boosted level 35, that's that's good by me. That's that's what's gonna happen. That's interesting. Okay. Do they have to be good I, IVs or just no it doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. Okay, I was about to say you'll drive yourself crazy trying to hunt down shinies nope. with good IVs. I have a couple already that are fantastic sure. IVs. I sure. have a, I, you know, I have a hundred percent Gengar. I have a hundred percent Sableye already. So, mm-hmm. you know, the shinies are what I'm going to lose my mind over. Definitely. So yeah, 100%. I have, I have about half of the shinies right now. I think I'd have to double check, but that shiny dust skull, Ooh. and Dr- and Drifloon avoiding me. <laughs> well, they are ghosts. They, they do do that. So, um, <laughs> Hey, well, that's awesome. I, I can't wait to, to check in with that goal uh, for many weeks to come. That's going to be exciting. For myself, I, I also want to get any shiny, but I really want to come back next week with at least two. Two shinies. Do they have to be event? Yeah, they have to they be have ghosts. They have to be from the event. They have to be ghosts. Okay. I'm going to well, say dark type. two shinies. I'll just type event. And by type, I mean right, because that's what I'm doing. What, what's wrong with me? Millennials, am I right? <laughs> and I, I can't think of really anything else that I'm really trying to do besides the usual 200,000 Stardust, but that's going to just come from from playing. So 200,000 Stardust. I, man, I feel like I need to up the ante a little bit. I feel like I need to get something creative on here as well. What what else is going on? I can't think <laughs> of anything. I already caught a 98% or sorry, I already caught a 96% dark ride. Like I'm I'm good, I think. I don't really need to go hard after them. Some candy would be great, but oh, I want to get a chandelure. So I'm going to Ooh. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So you're banking this research this one on your look, special research. Look, for look I know it's crazy. Look, but but it's <laughs> 
it's my turn come on please <laughs> come on i've been doing yeah, research tasks every day come on but okay yeah i'll be prepared to be disappointed uh in myself next week but i have a whole week to to you know look forward to that so uh, <laughs> all right that's that's the end of the show thank you guys so much for listening it was a doozy thanks again to salt and nar for joining us in the earlier part of the show we'll see you guys next week for episode 69 we will have a special guest and it will be our halloween themed episode i'm already looking forward to it Ooh. until then bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.